Hey, it's Mike, and this podcast is brought to you by Legion, my line of naturally sweetened and flavored workout supplements. Now, as you probably know, I'm really not a fan of the supplement industry. I've wasted thousands and thousands of dollars over the years on worthless supplements that basically do nothing. And I've always had trouble finding products actually worth buying. And especially as I've gotten more and more educated as to what actually works and what doesn't. And eventually after complaining a lot, I decided to do something about it and start making my own supplements. The exact supplements I myself have always wanted. A few of the things that make my products unique are one, they're 100% naturally sweetened and flavored, which I think is good because while artificial sweeteners may not be as harmful as some people claim. There is research that suggests regular consumption of these chemicals may not be good for our health, particularly our gut health. So I like to just play it safe and sweeten everything with stevia and erythritol, which are natural sweeteners that actually have health benefits, not health risks. Two, all ingredients are backed by peer-reviewed scientific research that you can verify for yourself. If you go on our website and you check out any of our product pages, you're going to see that we explain why we've chosen each ingredient and we cite all supporting evidence in the footnotes so you can go look at the research for yourself and verify that we're doing the right thing. Three, all ingredients are also included at clinically effective dosages, which are the exact dosages used in those studies that prove their effectiveness. This is very important because while a molecule might be proven to, let's say, improve your workout performance, not all dosages are going to improve your workout performance. If you take too little you're not going to see any effects. You have to take the right amounts. And the right amounts are the amounts proven to be effective in scientific research. And four, there are no proprietary blends, which means you know exactly what you're buying when you buy our supplements. All of our formulations are 100% transparent in terms of ingredients and dosages. So if that sounds interesting to you and you want to check it out, then go to www.legionathletics.com. That's L-E-G-I-O-N athletics.com. And if you like what you see and you want to buy something, use the coupon code code podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and you will save 10% on your order. Also, if you like what I have to say in my podcast, then I guarantee you'll like my books. I make my living primarily as a writer, so as long as I can keep selling books, then I can keep writing articles over at Muscle for Life and Legion and recording podcasts and videos like this and all that fun stuff. Now, I have several books, but the place to start is Bigger, Leaner, Stronger if you're a guy and Thinner, Leaner, Stronger if you're a girl. Now, these books, they're basically going to teach you everything you need to know about dieting, training, and supplementation to build muscle, lose fat, and look and feel great without having to give up all the foods you love or live in the gym grinding away at workouts you hate. And you can find my books everywhere. You can buy books online like Amazon, Audible, iBooks, Google Play, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, and so forth. And if you're into audiobooks like me, you can actually get one of my audiobooks for free with a 30-day free trial of Audible. To do that, go to www.muscleforlife.com forward slash audiobooks. That's musclefor.life.com forward slash audiobooks, and you'll see how to do this. So thanks again for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I hope you enjoy it, and let's get to the show. Hey, this is Mike Matthews from MuscleLife.com. Thanks for checking out another episode of my podcast. Uh, in this episode, it's just me, and I want to talk about a few different things. One is a question that I get um, eh, here and there, and it's, it's a funny question, but it's actually a good question. I thought I'd make a good podcast topic, and that's why I don't do steroids. Uh, why am I not on steroids? 
the other thing I want to talk about is kind of a what's a typical day. I get asked this uh, fairly often too in terms of how I eat and how I train and how I sleep and how I kind of work everything in. And then uh, the other thing I want to talk about is if you have to miss workouts, what's the best way of going about that? Do you just double up uh, and try to try to you know sit get in the gym for two hours on another day to, to make up for it, or do you is it best to change your your split for the week or or whatever? So I'll talk about that as well. All right, so let's talk about steroids. So the question that I just got asked, and it, it just reminded me that I've been asked this before, and I thought think it would be. Uh, it, something worth talking about is why am I not on steroids and uh, why have I not done steroids in the past? And it's a, uh, it's a good question because some, a lot of guys in my position would be on steroids. I mean, let's face it. Um, I, a big part of how I make my living is how I look and uh, to some degree, I guess how I train. I don't do as many training videos as other guys do um, because I think they're kind of boring just to watch somebody do the same workouts over and over. And even if they're getting a little bit stronger over time, it's not, I don't know, it's just not my thing, but, um, you know, looking good, being strong, being lean, uh, definitely helps me, you know, make money and helps people be more interested in what I have to say. Uh, so why not, why not be on steroids? And, um, it's a good question. Um, when I, you know, if you're familiar with my story, uh, for my first six or seven years of, of weightlifting, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just did a bunch of bodybuilding kind of magazine type workouts. Um, my diet wasn't, well, actually wasn't horrible. It just was, uh, I, I never really, I didn't know anything about energy balance. I didn't really know how to manipulate macronutrients. I didn't know, okay, if I wanted to get lean, what do I really do? I thought, you know, I, I would do the standard, like, well, I'll just cut my carbs way down and I'll do a bunch of cardio and yeah, I lose some fat, but, uh, that, that isn't really after a, a month or so of that, I, you know, I would get pretty burned out. Um, so generally my diet was, I just kind of ate a lot of food I just hung out around probably 17% body fat, 16% body fat. And, um, so not the worst, uh, actually, if I would have been, if I would have known what I was doing with my training, I actually probably would have done, done, made decent gains simply because I was eating a lot of food. So at least I wasn't under eating. Um, but you know, in that, during that time period, I didn't make great gains. And in my first six to seven years, maybe I gained 30 pounds of muscle. Maybe might've been a little bit less. I'll link an article down below where you can kind of see some of the big mistakes I made in that time period. And you'll see it in the, in the uninspiring results. Um, and that, you know, during that period would have, uh, been the normal, if someone was going to do steroids and, you know, if I was going to do steroids, it would have been in that beginning period. Um, because when other people come to me and I'll have people that will email me and just openly ask, should they, should they do one cycle just to see how it goes? Uh, you know, hard gainer type of guys that they think maybe they, maybe they'll just never be able to build enough muscle. Maybe they do need to just do steroids. And, uh, that's not that one. Well, I'll get into why I wouldn't recommend just doing one cycle. As a matter of fact, somebody, a, a guy I know in the gym this morning, he, he was this, the exact same conversation. This guy that he trains with, uh, is on drugs. He cycles on and off, which the guy says, which means he's always on. And whenever people say they cycle off, they don't cycle off. Uh, now it's all about, you just are always on probably like at least low, low, low T, low doses of T. Uh, and then that's like cruising and then you blast it with the other drugs and whatever. Right. So this guy the, just this morning was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to cut down and I'm going to do a cycle with this other dude. And, uh, so I'll kind of have the conversation that I'm going to have now. 
And the reason why I never got into drugs when I was younger and I didn't really know what I was doing and wasn't making good gains is I guess I was never really, I've never been into drugs, never really was even into drinking. Um, I'm not morally opposed to drinking or I don't care if somebody uh, smokes weed or whatever. I mean, whatever, it's their body, it's their choice. Um, But for me personally, I just never got into it. I don't really like alcohol. I never did. I've never tried any other drugs. It just wasn't really my thing. So I already kind of naturally was uh, uh, inclined to not want to do steroids. And then I I didn't know anybody doing steroids, so I wasn't exposed to it. Um, So, you know, for those two reasons were the main, probably the main, main reasons why I never really tried it. Um, and, and then, and then also, I mean, there is the legality point of it. Not that I even necessarily agree that these drugs should be illegal. I mean, it's your body. Uh, it's not the, 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 well, with certain, with certain drugs, like take, 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 take testosterone. Um, some of the, some of the dangers, the risks of, of testosterone are very, very, uh, over, uh, played in the media. Um, if you've seen the, the documentary, bigger, faster, stronger, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, I don't even know exactly, I haven't looked into it much cause I never really had much, much interest in drugs, but I, I don't even know really if the prostate cancer, if there really is any good, uh, uh, evidence of, of, of an increasing risk of, uh, prostate cancer and that probably depends on dosing and such. Um, but yeah, so there is also that point that I, you know, I, I kind of generally try not to do illegal things and, uh, so that was probably another reason why I never got into it. But now, uh, you know, fast, fast forward to today, there are a few reasons why I, I am not on steroids and I'll never do steroids. One is that point of, uh, there are definitely health risks that are associated with, uh, some of the other drugs that are popular. Um, while, you know, while I probably could run a low, a low, uh, dose of tea and be okay in the long run. Um, I, there may be a chance that I'd be increasing my risk of prostate cancer. Uh, again, I don't really know. I haven't looked into it that much and it seems kind of contradictory and, and, and would really require some studying. Um, but then some of these other drugs that these guys are on that are very popular, like, uh, trenbolone acetate, right? That's a very trend. It's just the, what it's called. Very, very popular drug, very interesting drug in the, in its effects in the body. I mean, you have these guys that they run, um, like a low dose of, of, of testosterone, and a high dose of trenbolone and I think a high dose of growth hormone as well as kind of like the bodybuilder, the, the new age kind of stack. Um, although I guess trend kind of even go, it does go back. I think there was trend around even in Arnold's days. I think he even talked about doing it. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's just kind of come back in popularity again. But the point is when, when guys run this, this stack of drugs, I mean, one, the changes in, in their physiques can be like, I mean, just staggering. Um, I'll link a, an example of this below of a guy named Boston Lloyd, who's very open about his drug use and shows what a one year steroid transformation, hard steroid transformation really looks like. And it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, so there are, Trembolone is very powerful for, uh, uh, building muscle, even when you're in a calorie deficit. Um, and, and also particularly it's, it's strange in that it short circuits, uh, a process called de novo lipogenesis, which is the process whereby the body converts carbohydrate into body fat. 
Um, so basically, guys, these guys that are that are running trend and, and, and then T and growth hormone, they can eat absurd amounts of food and absurd amounts of carbs and gain no fat and just stay shredded. Um, and so their their workouts are obviously, uh, I mean, the just there, there's a, another guy that uh, works out in the morning. Nice guy, cool guy. He he runs all kinds of drugs and he's very open about it. He talks to me about it, and he he actually is one of the guys that tells me don't get on drugs and, and I'll explain why in a minute. It's another one of the reasons why I'm not going to be doing steroids anytime uh, in the future. Um, he said that when he's on, you know, his cycle, he, I think his last cycle was like, uh, it was testosterone of course. And then it was trend balone and it was maybe DECA. I don't remember. And a couple other popular drugs. And he said that basically he just feels like a God, like he, he has so much energy in the gym. He just feels invincible, not only in the gym, but in life. Like he, he, from the second he wakes up to the second he goes to bed, he's just on. And, uh, you know, he, the, the biggest thing that he regrets about, uh, getting into steroids is that he's now psychologically addicted. And he's one of the, he's an interesting, you're not going to meet very many guys like this. A lot of guys that are on drugs are very secretive about it. They're going to, they're going to swear they're natural all up and down. And they're going to talk all kinds of shit about guys that are on drugs and how steroids are so unnecessary and this and that. And they're running so many drugs. It would blow your mind. So this guy's the opposite. This guy is very open about his drug use. He doesn't care. Uh, you know, he'll tell me here and there like, oh, I just, you know, just changed my cycle, this and that and tell me how it goes and stuff. And I find it kind of interesting. Um, and so then he's also though, op- he, he has enough self-awareness to know that he is fully addicted psychologically. You know, he said that that's the, that's the problem. Now when he's off drugs, he just doesn't, he, he said it just being natural is, is almost like miserable in comparison to how good he feels when he's on the drugs. Um, so, and that's, that's also one of the reasons why I will never do steroids is because I don't want to put myself in that position. I mean, that's like a, you know, a heroin addict or that's any, where, where you, you feel life, you know, under the influence of a certain drug, and then you can't reproduce that feeling without the drug. It's just, you can't, there's nothing that's going to do it. And, you know, you get hooked to that feeling and you just go back to, and, you know, then the psychological stuff of similar to even smoking where triggers can come into play or certain things that trigger you to want to use the drugs and you're constantly dealing with that. That's one of those cases where, in my opinion, you're better off never even knowing what it feels like to, you know, feel like he, what he, like he says, like a God superhero, you know, just unlimited energy, just, you know, ridiculous strength in the gym and all that. Like, yeah, that sounds good until you realize that you have to, uh, you know, inject yourself with quite a, quite a few drugs every week to get there. And, um, you know, in the case of Trembolone, this, this kind of comes back to the health point that I was talking about. Um, there is research that shows that it is genotoxic, meaning that it, it can, uh, damage your DNA and that's cancer shit. And that's where you don't, I mean, that's something I never want to mess with. Uh, if there's one way I don't want to die, it is suffering, you know, with a disease like cancer. And I just don't want to ever, ever kind of go down that road. Um, and you know, we'll see when give, you know, in 30 years, we'll see what a lot of these bodybuilders today that are abusing, you know, drugs like Trenbolone and these other drugs that are, that are popular. We'll see what, you know, uh, what, where their bodies are at. And given that it's a very niche, uh, thing, it's unlikely to get much in the way of funding. Uh, you know, Trenbolone is used with 
to transport to, to they use it with cattle to, to keep the lean mass on cattle while they're transporting them to be slaughtered. So are we ever really going to know the, the whole effects in the human body? I don't know. Is that ever going to really get enough funding research? Uh, I would be surprised. So it's just very much like you're taking your life in your own hands when you're messing around with these drugs. And also, I mean, if we're talking health stuff, obviously orals are very hard on the liver. Um, and guys that run a lot of orals are always kind of fighting that. And then, you know, when it comes to abuse, you know, you hear these stories of these bodybuilders. There was some guy recently that died and he had, you know, some massive tumor in his liver or you know, there's just you, the more steroids you do and the longer you do them, uh, the, and especially if, if you're kind of going outside of just, just testosterone, which guys that run steroids, if you're really into steroids, you're not just running testosterone. Um, you know, yes, there are people out there and there are a lot of people out there that, you know, have had no problems. You can definitely find stories of guys that, you know, they've run drugs for 40 years and had no health issues. So, you know, there, it's not that everyone is screwed. Um, and I, I don't really know enough about it to know that like, well, the guys that do get screwed, is it because they abused drugs, you know, they abuse the, the drugs so heavily and also abuse their bodies in other ways with, you know, cause also a lot of these bodybuilders that are on a, a lot of steroids on a lot of other drugs too. They're into cocaine, they're into meth, they're into all kinds of stuff. Um, so in, in, in alcohol, of course, so is it, is it all the, the whole picture that is the problem or is it mainly the steroids or what? I don't know, but it stands to reason that doing a bunch of steroids is not good for your health. It's not going to improve your health. It probably is going to detract from it and you're going to be constantly kind of, uh, you know, battling with that. So that's another reason why I'm just not interested in, in, in messing with it. Um, and which kind of takes me to my next point in that doing steroids is not necessary for what I want to do with my body. Um, I, right now I weigh about 190 pounds. I'm somewhere between uh, about seven, seven and a half percent body fat. Um, you know, I like how my body looks. I don't want to be bigger in general. I, I could use some more calves. I could use some more shoulders, which is the never ending as a natural weightlifter. You'll never have enough shoulders basically. Um, and my calves are a genetic weak point that I, I genetically, like I had zero calves before I really started training them. So now at least I have something, but they're still kind of, uh, they're lagging. Um, and I'm working, you know, I'm working on it. It's just, it's, it's kind of strange how stubborn my calves are. I'm kind of surprised. Um, but I, I'm not generally trying to just put on a bunch of size because I really don't want to look like a, a bodybuilder. Uh, I guess you could say I kind of look like a bodybuilder now, but when I think bodybuilder, I think more somebody like I couldn't go compete, you know, in a bodybuilding class. I'm way too small. I could go compete in a physique class. And if, uh, even then, you know, even if I went up against the drug guys and tried it, I would, if I got down to competition, you know, four, five percent, I would look pretty small compared to, you know, these other guys that, uh, that do well in physique. So it with, I can maintain the type of body that I, this is the type of body that I like. Um, and I got here without doing drugs and I can maintain it pretty easily without doing drugs. Um, in terms of diet, I mean, if you're familiar with my work, you know that I'm very flexible in my dieting. I eat foods that I like right now. My calories are about 2,700 a day, which is right in the middle. It's not, I, I probably could go a bit higher. Um, but I found it's kind of an interesting thing that I've noticed, um, in terms of staying very lean is that technically 
like per the catch McCardle, my TDE, my total daily energy expenditure is, is fairly high. It's probably about 31, 3,200 calories a day. But I can tell you for, with absolute certainty, if I were to eat that much food right now, I would, I would get fatter. And I've actually tried this multiple times. I've tried reverse dieting, like slowly increasing my calories up. And that, it, uh, I still, I get a little bit fatter. And I, I can hang out, if I were to eat that much food, I would hang out at about 9 or 10%. Um, and the only explanation that I have for that is that because my body fat levels are low, my leptin levels are going to be low or low-ish, lower than they would be if I had more body fat. So my metabolism is essentially, um, and if you're not familiar with leptin, by the way, uh, it's a hormone that uh, regulates the metabolism among other things, regulates hunger. I'll link an article down below so you can go learn more about it. But basically, the lower the leptin levels are in your body, the worse it is, essentially, to a point. Uh, it's not like, well, is having higher leptin levels is good, but if you have too, too, too much leptin, like obese people have a lot of an, a, a, a surplus of leptin, that's bad as well. Um, so because I'm staying pretty lean, my leptin levels are kind of low, which is probably keeping my metabolism a little bit down-regulated, which uh, might sound bad, but you know, it's not, it's not going to impair my health. Um, I'm not starving myself. I'm eating plenty of food and my body feels good. My training's good. But the reality is, uh, if I wanted to be able to eat more and without gaining fat, I would have to, uh, well, I mean, I, if I wanted to eat more to kind of reach my total daily energy expenditure or closer to it, then I would have to just be a little bit fatter. The only other option which I've done, which also does work, I actually talk about it in my book, Beyond Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, is a surplus deficit uh, kind of approach to dieting where I'm in a surplus five days a week on my training days, slight surplus, and then I'm in a moderate deficit two days a week in my rest days to offset the surplus uh, that I, I was, you know, the little bit of fat that I've gained during the week in a surplus, essentially. So I could go that route, I, you know, but... Um, I've, I, I do that sometimes. kind of depends on what I'm doing uh, in, in the week, and it kind of depends on what I feel like eating. Uh, I like to be flexible with, with what I eat. Um, the, the simplest method of dieting is just eating the same amount of food every day, and I kind of default back to that because I don't like having to make a bunch of food decisions. I have a lot of things that I'm doing, and I'm just busy with a lot of things, and I don't really want to have to sit down every day and think much about what I'm going to eat. I'd rather just kind of plan it out, take the foods I like, eat that every day, get on with my life, change things here and there when I, when I really want to. Um, so back to steroids, I don't, at this point, why, why do steroids? What would be the point? I, I'm not trying to, uh, my strength is decent. I'm, I'm fairly strong. Um, you know, my, my recent best numbers are I've pulled about 450. It was give or take. I don't remember exactly for two or three reps. Um, I've squatted about 350 for about the same, which is not too great, but I neglected squats for a long time. So I've only really been properly squatting for probably about three years or so. Um, and you know, it just takes time. It takes like to, I'm always impressed with people that can, uh, squat four plates in under, in under two years. Uh, that's just abnormally strong. Um, and also my legs for some reason have, have, were kind of a weak point, I guess. They didn't, they didn't come up as quickly as I thought they would. Um, and, uh, I've on bench, I've put up 295 for two or three, and on military press, I've put up 225 for two or three. So I'm fairly strong. Um, I enjoy my workouts. I have plenty of energy. 
So, you know, it's, at this point, it just doesn't really make sense for me to do steroids. Now, if I want it to be, I'm 190, I'm 6'2", um, and if I want it to be 210, if, uh, you know, same 7, 7% or whatever, 7 to 8%, there's no way I could do that naturally. No way. Uh, the, the most I think at this point that I could gain is probably another 10 pounds of muscle. It'd probably take three or four years and it would take, you know, a lot of bulking and just kind of doing what I, what I preach, uh, you know, slower type of bulking and then cut to get rid of the fat and just, you know, it really takes some work. So maybe I could reach 200 pounds, uh, at about 7%, which kind of, which does align with, um, some, some of the, some of the more accurate models of how much muscle you can naturally grow or, or how big you can naturally get, which I'll link an article down below, which I read that I wrote on this subject. And you can see what these models uh, would predict for you or for me or whatever. Um, so yeah, if I wanted to get, if I wanted to gain another 20 pounds of muscle, I would have to do steroids if it really mattered that much to me, but I don't, I just kind of want to uh, keep my body the way it is now, bring up certain weak points a little bit more. Um, I do have some strength, uh, I don't know, I guess you could say milestones that I'd like to reach. I would like to pull at least 500 for, for one or two with good form, of course, um, I would like to, I would like to be able to squat four or five for a few reps. That'd be cool. And I'd like to be able to bench three fifteen for a few reps. And, uh, I think two twenty five is pretty good on the military press. Um, but if I could get that for maybe four or five reps, that'd be cool. So, you know, getting there is a slow process at this point because I'm not willing to eat a bunch of food. Essentially. Uh, I do kind of want to keep my, my body fat where it's at. So I, uh, I can make gains, but it's just slower. If I, if I didn't care, I mean, it's like I, I did a, an interview and I've talked subsequently just, you know, off, off the air with Mark Ripito a few times and, and, you know, he'll ask me and be like, so do you, you know, the first thing he told me is you need to weigh, I think he was saying that I need to weigh like 210 ish or something like that. Like right now, like if you want to be strong, you need to gain some weight. And he's right. If I wanted to be, if, if I just wanted to be strong and, you know, push, pull and squat a bunch of weight this is not the type of physique that I would want. I would want to probably, you know, yeah, be up to somewhere around 200, 210. I'd be around 10 to probably 11% body fat. I wouldn't look bad. I'd be big. I, I wouldn't like, I, I've had been up to that body fat percentage, you know, a year or so ago. And, um, I don't like how it feels. Everything, my, all my clothes are super tight and my, I can barely get on my pants and, I just feel like, ugh, I don't know, I, I like being lean. So, you know, he always kind of jokes with me about that. And that's true, though. If I, if I really wanted to get stronger, I'd have to get fatter. Um, and so, yeah, building up strength, that could be one reason to, to be on drugs. But it's not that, it, you know, I'm not, I don't need it. I'm not trying to be, be a, compete in, in, a, in a show or as a bodybuilder or as a powerlifter or anything else. I'm, I'm just doing it to stay healthy and uh, enjoy it. feels good. Um, so... That's another reason why I'm really not interested in, in doing steroids and why I never was interested in doing steroids. And another reason is I think it's kind of cool to, uh, to, to do it naturally. I think the, that, um, the, the mentality of wanting to cheat it and, you know, that's the idea that steroids are cheating. That's cheating who, what, what are you talking about? I mean, we're, it's some dude that wants to build muscle. So he's, taking drugs to help him do that. But it's not cheating unless we're like in a, you know, if he's in competing in a natural 
you know, bodybuilding league with a bunch of other guys that actually are natural. Because a lot of the natural natural bodybuilding leagues are a joke. They're not actually natty. These guys aren't natty. But if some of the guys, or if let's say a lot of the guys are natty, then yeah, that's cheating. But if everybody's on this, if everybody's doing the same drugs, then it's not cheating. And if you're not competing, if you're just like wanting to look good to attract, I don't know, be attractive or whatever, feel good about yourself, uh, cheating who? What? How does it? So uh, now. The, the, the truth is, though, that steroids make a huge difference in terms of how quickly you can, you can build muscle and kind of get the body that you want. Um, again, I mean, I'll link down below what a one-year steroid transformation, hard steroid transformation can look like. And uh, generally speaking, it's, you know, if you're going to run the drugs that you run, you probably can condense make about three years of gains in one year probably. And if you're not going to run a ton of drugs, if you're going to be more uh, moderate, you could probably make two years of, of gains. Like your first two years, let's say you started on drugs, your first two years, not that that even be a good idea. Guys, even steroid guys will not recommend, like ones that actually know what they're talking about, don't recommend that newbies jump on drugs. They recommend that you probably do your first one or two years natural and then, and then do steroids if you're going to do that. Um, so, but so it's that mentality though of where you're impatient, you just want it now and you don't want to wait for it and you want it to be as easy and quick as possible and so forth. Um, and, you know, I think that that, um, I think there's some value in doing it naturally and kind of learning to embrace the process and embrace the work that goes into it and the amount of discipline that it takes, um, uh, being strict with your diet. And again, why, when I say strict, I don't mean like obsessing over clean eating. I mean, more just, uh, making sure that you're hitting your numbers every day and not just kind of, you know, being random with your diet and showing up to the gym every day and you have to work hard. Um, definitely when it comes to training, uh, training on steroids is, is quite a bit different when you see guys in the gym doing all those super high rep drop set, super set, giant set, you know, big lean guys, they're on drugs. You can't train like that and get anywhere as a natural weightlifter. And, uh, the reason why you will not see guys on a lot of drugs, um, often they will not be doing very heavy weightlifting is because, um, the muscles, they grow faster than tendons and ligaments can, uh, can support them. So, they, they need to watch out if they really if they started uh, throwing around the weights that they felt like their muscles could handle they can get hurt um, so you know you the the I, I've known quite a few guys that uh, that have been on drugs that you know they'll go in and their workouts are they'll do you know sets of 20 and sets of 30 and really kind of go for the pump and go for the burn and that's just I, I used to do that stuff uh, as a natural weightlifter and didn't really get far with it. Um, and it's, that's just a different style of training than, you know, even mentally, I think it's, uh, it takes a bit more toughness to, you know, work in the four to six rep range or, or even do some heavier stuff, uh, you know, go, go, go stand under 400 pounds of weight and squat it, or go try to pull, you know, a bunch of weight there that, um, you do that, do a lot of that. It definitely has some residual residual effects on just your mindset and how you approach things. So I think there's some value in, in doing it naturally. Um, it's also by doing it naturally. And this is something that I personally care about why, you know, another reason why I'm not, uh, didn't do drugs and won't do drugs is I want something that I can maintain for the rest of my life. I want a lifestyle. I don't want to just look good. You know, I'm 30. I'm not trying to just look good for my 30s and then have things start declining as I get older. And I'm also would not want to be thinking that, you know, 
to look the way that I want to look and have the type of body I want and the strength and whatever that I'm going to have to be on drugs, what, for the rest of my life? Like, there are quite a few guys that that's kind of how they look at it. They've been on drugs for 30 years or whatever, and they're going to be on drugs until they die. And that, I don't know, that's just, that, that does not seem appealing to me. I much, much, much prefer having a, a lifestyle that, uh, is, is a, is healthy and, uh, sustainable and yeah, I'll never look as good as uh, some of the guys on drugs. It's you know there are certain looks you can't achieve without drugs. You just can't. You can't get all the the muscle development, especially in the little muscles. Like you'll see it in guys where their serratus is just ridiculous, and you know all the way down. And you'll get these big shoulders, these big upper chests, these big traps. Um, certain drugs give you a very, very dense look. So you get that hard, just where their skin looks paper thin because they're super lean and they're vascular everywhere. You just don't get that look without drugs. So yeah, I mean, I think there are certain, it goes too far. I wouldn't even want to look like that, but there are certain looks like, um, you know, you've probably heard of Ziz, Z-Y-Z-Z, right? Uh, he was very open about his drug use. He's, you know, joke about it on the internet and stuff. So there are certain periods of his physique kind of changed over the years. But at the point when I think he looked the best, he was running all kinds of drugs and he talked about it. And so there's just that look, you're just not going to get it naturally. And he was also using cutting drugs like clenbuterol and such. So, you know, I'm fine with that, whatever. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm happy with how my body looks and, uh, and I, you know, I think that's part of uh, a, a benefit of being a natural weightlifter is you, once you have the body that you like, it's very easy to maintain it. Um, you get to eat plenty of food. You get to, you know, if you, if you overeat for a couple of days, big deal, then you just kind of reduce your food for a couple of days. And, but my point is you're not relying on chemicals to, to keep your body in the shape that you, that you like. And another personal point of why I wouldn't want to be on drugs is, uh, I wouldn't want to have to constantly lie about being natural. Like a lot of these people in this space do that would just personally, it would just bother me. Um, especially because I, you know, if I looked when, when, uh, with how my body is, um, and I, you know, I, I'll, I'll talk, I talk with quite a few people that, um, are experienced weightlifters and also just kind of like, you know, they've got, they've made their way around the fitness, fitness space and the people in the know, when they, when they see my pictures and stuff, they think that their initial, their initial, uh, you know, thought is that I could be natural. They're not sure. Uh, I'm not clearly on drugs. I'm not clearly like some guys are clearly on drugs. They look so good and so over the top. Some in some cases it's over the top, but in some cases it's good, and there's just no question. And then in some cases, guys look so soft and bad and <laughs> kind of frail that you're like, yeah, that guy's natty. That that's clear. So uh, you know, I'm somewhere in the middle of that. And uh, in but then guys that really know that are familiar with drugs, if they look at my upper chest, they look at my shoulders. Um, they look at my, just my core development and they look at certain parts of my body and, and you know, they go, yeah, he's probably natural. But if I got on drugs, it would be pretty obvious. Like you would see within two months of me starting a steroid cycle, you'd start seeing my pictures. You'd be like, Mike, what, like, <laughs> so what, uh, what new supplement are you on? What? And then, and then I have to start making up stories like everybody like, oh, I started this new sick training routine uh, where I'm, you know, increase my frequency, this, that, fix my diet, you know, just doing a, a lean bulk, uh, like, you know, just all the bullshit that these guys say. And, um, you know, yeah, fine. It, it, you know, whatever they do. They, I don't, I don't care. It's their bodies. They can do what they want. But me personally, 
that's just really not my style. Uh, I'm not like I'm a saint or anything, but just like I try not to do illegal things, like I'm not into even downloading music. Like if I like someone's music, I just use Spotify actually. But if I couldn't find something on Spotify, I'm probably going to go buy it. You know, if I want to watch a movie, I'm going to go rent it on Amazon because I like Amazon and I want to support them and support if I, if I support the whatever it is, the movie, the, even if it's, a, you know, supporting the movie studio is fine for the most part. Like they're the ones that put up the money for the movies that I like. So uh, just like how I, you know, try to do that, kind of live my life that way. I also try to. Uh, be as honest as possible. Um, you know, uh, try not to lie. I try to try to, and again, of course, everyone, not, not saying I'm perfect or anything, but that's, I'm, I, my inclination is more in that direction of just being honest and being open and not being shady basically. So, you know, then being on drugs and lying about it, cause I'd have to lie about it. If I were on drugs, I couldn't say that I was on drugs because then it would totally ruin my credibility. Uh, and yeah, you know, a lot of people then would say, Oh, you know, he's just cheating and it would, it would appeal to guys that are on drugs, but to your average, uh, you know, guy or girl just wanting to get in shape, that'd be a huge negative, uh, you know, turn off if I were just open about it saying, yeah, I'm just doing all these drugs. That's how I look good. Even, even. It's not that, not even necessarily that drugs are, are the key because there are plenty of guys like, you know, I go to the gym early in the morning. It's very empty. So, but I've gone in the afternoon before and it's full of guys like I, and that I guarantee you there are, you know, probably 50% of the guys in there are either on drugs at this time period when I went at least, or have done drugs. And the majority of them look terrible and they're weak because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing in the gym and they don't know what they're doing with their diet. So it's not like steroids are magic. It's not like you can know nothing and just do, you know, inject a bunch of stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, now three months later, you look awesome. Uh, the guys that really make the, those impressive transformations, they not only do the drugs, but they also know what they're doing with their training. And that means they know how to train as somebody that's on drugs because it's different. Um, and they know what they're doing with their diet. And that's not so much different. The biggest difference is your, uh, depending on what drugs you're doing, you're probably just going to be able to eat more than you would otherwise. But there's not really that much of a difference otherwise. So yeah, that's really, I guess that those are really the main points of why I've never did drugs and don't really want to. So my recommendation to you, if you're considering steroids is of course, don't do it. Um, I just don't think it's necessary. I think that there are potential negatives way outweigh the potential positives when you can have all the positives that you want. You just have to wait longer for them and work harder for them. Um, unless you want to be like a hulking bodybuilder type of dude, if that's how you want to look, like if you're like my, if you're my height, if you're six foot, six foot one, six foot two, and you want to be 230 pounds and lean, you're going to have to do drugs like period. I'm not suggesting that you do drugs, but if that's really what you're have you, have you have your uh, heart set on, then just in, you better be willing to do a lot of drugs. Um, so yeah, you can, you can have the type of body you want though, without drugs. And you know, the vast majority of guys, they just want to look, they want to have more type of body that I want to have. You want to be lean, you want to be athletic and muscular, but not over the top. And, uh, that, you know, there's, there's also, uh, one thing that's worth mentioning is, 
um, a fair amount of the size. I don't know. I've seen this. I've seen this both ways. Uh, for instance, this guy in the gym that, that's always on drugs. Um, he has talked to me about this. That depending on the drugs that he's running, like he'll run certain drugs and gain size quickly and be very very strong in the gym, and then come off the drugs and lose quite a bit of that size. Not necessarily all of it, but it's not like you just do a cycle and then you just be, or you can just maintain that. You know, because I've run into people that had that idea too, which is understandable. They're thinking. All right, if I just do like, let's say I just drug for a year or two and then I have the body I want and then I just get off drugs. Yeah, maybe to some degree, but it probably isn't going to go exactly like that. When you get off, you are going to lose some of your size. You're definitely going to lose a fair amount of your strength. And then you're going to deal with the psychological stuff, which is going to lead almost inevitably back to, you know, doing drugs again. And then if you've done it a second time, then it's less likely that you're even going to come off again. And then you just go down that slippery slope until you're the guy in the gym who, you know, is, uh, he, is he 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 likes the feeling of being on steroids, the physical feeling, but he does not like the psychological aspect of it. But it has kind of right now, for at least, he's re, he's kind of resigned himself to the to the fact that he can't quit right now. That's how he feels that he would be too unhappy. So I don't I don't want to mess with all that, and that's why I don't recommend that you uh, do steroids. All right, so let's move on to the next point here, which is kind of just a, t- a typical day and kind of how I like to balance things. Um, I get asked this fairly often, especially regarding how I eat, and um, I'll go through it quickly because if you're familiar with my work, there's really nothing uh, revelatory about this. It's pretty straightforward. Um, so I wake up early. I wake up at about 6.30, let my dogs out, go to the bathroom, blah, 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 and I uh, I go train. I get there at about 7.20-ish or so because I also do some reading in the morning. So I usually am reading for about 20, 30 minutes, and then, and then I'm out uh, just catching up with blogs that I follow and stuff. Um, so then I, I'm training at about 7.30-ish or so, maybe a little bit earlier. I'm there for about an hour and then I come to the office. Depending on what I'm doing with my training, I might have if I'm if I'm cutting, uh, I'm going to be training fasted with. Uh, so I take some BCAs. Well, actually, I take leucine, but you can do leucine or BCAs. And I also uh, take yohimbine. Um, and I'll link an article down below to explain why. Um, if I'm not cutting, then I'm going to have a pre-workout meal of 30 or 40 grams of protein and about 50 or 60 grams of carbs. It really makes a difference in the gym. Uh, quite a bit more strength just from the, just from the carbs alone. Train, come to the office, have my post-workout, uh, which is usually I do a shake. I blend up a frozen banana with some rice milk and some protein powder and cinnamon. Um, it's tasty, you know, about 100 carbs, 40, 50 protein very little fat and just drink it down and get to work. Um, in the morning, about an, about two hours later or so, I'll usually have another snack. This time it's just carbs uh, or mainly carbs. Um, like, you know, these days uh, I have some Harry and David pears. These things are so good. So maybe it'll be a, a couple pears or uh, it'll be like, you know, I'll do these. Um, what are they? They're like spelt. They're spelt English muffins, uh, and they're really good. They'll do it with like some PB2 and jelly, just about 50 carbs or so. And my lunch these days, um, around 1230 or so, uh, 12.30 or 1, I'll do something simple. I've been doing a salad recently, just a salad with chicken, uh, and uh, I do some chocolate PB2, not in the salad, but I mix it with some water and just eat it after because it's so good. I love that stuff. I could eat 
a tub of it a day. It's, <laughs> I think I just love chocolate. I just love chocolate and I love peanut butter. So you combine them and I'm just, it's so good. Um, so I'll do, uh, but yeah, my lunch. And also uh, I, I use this, um, this dressing or these dressings uh, from a company called Bolt House Farms. And they, they basically they take these yogurty based type dress or these uh, dairy based dressings like, like Caesars, what I've been eating, eating every day recently. And they make them with Greek yogurt and just lower fat ingredients. So you have, I mean, this, this Caesar dressing per Caesar dressing normally is ridiculous. Look at the calories of Caesar dressing. It's delicious, but you know, to a few tablespoons is like 30 fat or something. So this bolt out farm, this bolt house farms, I don't remember the macros off the top of my head. I have it in my meal plan. I want to say two tablespoons. It's, it's ridiculous. Two tablespoons is like some protein, five carb and five fat or something like that. Two tablespoons. So, well, you need what? Three tablespoons max for a, you can even do two tablespoons. I think that's where the macros are. I don't remember exactly, but it's very, very low, very easy to fit into a meal plan. Cause I don't like doing high fat. I'm not a high fat guy. My fat are, you know, 50, 60 grams a day. And I want to load up on carbs because carbs make a much bigger difference in training. Give me a lot of energy and a lot of strength in the gym. Feel good in my body. You don't need more than, I don't need more than that for fat. To, for my you know dietary fat for my body to do everything it needs to do, um, so that's my lunch. And then around three o'clock or so, I have a scoop of whey protein and water. And uh, I usually do my cardio um, when I get home. About so I, I usually leave the office anywhere from five thirty to six. And I go home and then I do my cardio. At that point, I'm fasted again because if I'm only having a scoop of whey protein at about three, uh, two to two and a half hours, it's out of me and my insulin levels are back to baseline. So if I'm cutting, then I'll do it fasted cardio. I'll take more more yohimbine before the cardio. Do that for about twenty five minutes. Uh, and then eat dinner after. So my dinner six six thirty, um, maybe closer to seven, depending on what I'm cooking. Um, and my dinner is usually about. I kind of just have it slotted as like about 130 to 140 carbs, you know, 40-ish protein, and 20 to 30 fat is what I generally will will have for dinner. And then I have a little bit of a dessert after, have about 200 calories allotted for a dessert. So I'll mix and match what that'll be. Sometimes it's a little bit of chocolate. Sometimes it's, uh, a, you know, I, there's these like little coconut ice creams that are fairly low calorie that I like. Or even I have like little fudge bars that are low calorie. Just something tasty that, you know, is about 200 calories. And then before I go to bed, um, I go to bed these days about midnight. Uh, I don't need that much sleep. I sleep about six hours a night and that's really just all I need. I could sleep seven hours, I guess, but I, I tend to wake up even before my alarm. So, you know, whatever I'll, I'll take it. Um, so before I go to bed, I'll have, uh, about 20 grams of protein, a slower burning type of protein. Um, not because you're going to go catabolic when you sleep. That's, uh, that's a myth, but research has shown there's a, one study in particular that showed that just having a slower burning protein before going to bed improved muscle recovery in, in guys that were weightlifting. And of course that makes sense because if you have your last protein at, let's say 8 PM and you go to bed at 12, uh, and let, you know, unless your meal was huge and it's really taking a lot, a lot of time for your body to get through all that food, your body's going to be basically done processing, uh, what you just ate, you know, by, by midnight, what you ate at 8, at 8 PM is already processed. And the amount of available amino acids in your blood is obviously going to be lower than, uh, they would be if you had some protein right before you go to bed. And if you're, let's say you're sleeping eight hours, 
there is a point where your body just runs out of amino acids to rebuild itself with. And it doesn't mean now you lose muscle. It just means that you're missing out in a sense on a little bit of potential recovery. Um, so I have some slow burning protein before I go to bed, just to, just so there's amino acids in my blood that my body can continue to use while I'm sleeping. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the simple breakdown of my day. Um, I'm doing, I'm weight, I'm lifting five days a week right now. I'm doing cardio three days a week and I play some sports. I play some golf on the weekend, which can burn quite a bit of calories depending on what I'm doing. If I'm on the driving range, hitting a bunch of balls that actually, it burns a surprising amount of calories more than I thought. I think it was like four hours of on the, on the range was like a thousand calories burned or something like that. Um, which isn't that much if you were doing cardio, but it doesn't feel like cardio when you're out there. Um, you know, it doesn't feel, I don't feel that active when I'm just hitting balls, but, uh, you know, there's quite a bit of whole body, I guess, total body energy that goes into that. Um, so that's, that's how I have my day broken down. Um, if I'm going to be shifting things around sometimes, sometimes I'll, uh, cut, I'll cut carbs for my post-workout meal. I'll cut it down to maybe 50 or so and, and then move those to, to dinner. If I'm going to be doing, like I've been trying different recipes cause I'm working on a new cookbook and sometimes I need more calories for dinner and I don't really feel like just overeating. So I'll shift things around. I'll take 50 carbs from my post-workout and I'm going to move those calories or move those carbs to dinner so I can make some pasta dish that I'm trying out or something like that. And you can do that kind of stuff, especially when I'm maintaining, like I'm not cutting right now. So I can do that and just be a little bit more, uh, kind of loosey goosey with, with my intake. If I were cutting, I still could do the same thing, but I would definitely want to be, make sure that I'm being strict on my numbers or I just slow the whole process down. Um, and, uh, yeah. I mean, types of foods. I, I don't easily, I don't get sick of foods easily. So I tend to eat the same stuff every day. Um, but if, you know, if you really are into variety, you can do that. You just have to plan for it. That's all. All right. So now let's move on to the last little bit of this podcast. And that's going to be regarding if you, if you're missing training, how to best go about it essentially. So basically I have a simple kind of rule of thumb. If I'm going to miss a workout, I, I'm training five days a week right now. My split, uh, is, chest, back, shoulders, arms, legs. And, um, there are also like, depending on, I'm doing a little bit of extra chest on my arms day. So I'm, I'm training my chest twice a week. Um, and my legs, I mean, between the heavy deadlifting that I do, uh, and the heavy squatting that I do, I don't do more on my legs. And also I actually don't want, my legs are, um, I, I need to measure them again, actually, but the last measurement, I think my upper thighs, I want to say were about 27 inches and I don't really want more there. It's already, you know, there are certain brands of jeans that I kind of just can't wear uh, that I, that I would like to be able to wear and suits can be a bit like (laughs) I've been, I went through, I think I went through six suits, uh, buying, you know, I buy them on online, like guilt or rule of law. They'll have sales on nice brands, Prada, YSL, whatever. And so I'll try these different suits and you know, Oh, it's great up top, but then stupid pant. I can barely even get over my leg. So it's, you know, I have to get it tailored. It's a bit of pain in the ass. I kind of don't want bigger legs, so I'm not doing a ton of squatting. Um, but I am, I am of course training legs every week and I'm, and I'm also deadlifting heavy every week. So they, uh, are going to grow to some degree, I guess. Um, and so if I'm going to move things, if I'm going to miss a day first to go is arms, arms is definitely the least important day. I mean, you don't even, I can just maintain my arm size, uh, 
and, and a lot of my arm strength without even really training them. If I just kept up my heavy pulling and my heavy pushing, it would, my arms really wouldn't change visually. I would lose a little bit of strength on the curl and you know, on stuff like overhead dumbbell press and stuff like that, but you wouldn't see it. So arms would be the first to go. So if I knew I had to miss a, a day next week, I'm just not going to be doing arms. I'm going to be doing chest, back, shoulders, legs. And then if I have to miss another day, then I'm going to drop shoulders. And uh, well, probably what I'll actually, I won't drop it. I'm going to move. I'm going to take my, my military pressing that I do on shoulders day, and I'm going to move that to my chest day and kind of turn it into a push. So basically, I'm kind of turning it into push-pull legs is what I'll end up doing. So I'll do my normal chest workout, and then uh, maybe what I do, normally I'm doing 9 to 12 sets or given for on my chest. So I'd probably drop my chest sets to 6 and then do three sets of military press and three sets of side raises. So that would be my push, get my, get my shoulders and chest trained, and then do my back or my pull. Um, you, uh, if I if I really cared, I would move my bicep work to my back day, so turning it into a more traditional pull where you're doing your back plus your biceps, um, and then I would do my my legs. Um, so you could move legs to shoulders. You can also do it that way, um, and that's a very hard workout. You can do it that way though. Some people do prefer like they'll go chest and tries back and buys legs and shoulders or push pull legs. Um, I prefer push pull legs, but some people prefer uh, the the former. So you would have to kind of try both and see how does your body respond, which which workout do you feel you can push yourself the hardest in, which do you enjoy the most, and so forth. Um, and then if you're only doing, if you only could lift two days a week, then I would just do an upper lower. Um, I'll link an article down below where I give an example of uh, of how you can do that. And uh, one day a week, then you have like a whole body thing, of course, which I'll, is also in the article. Um, but that's, this is useful for if you're traveling, I mean, especially now in the holidays, you know, if you're out of town. And what I try to do, even when I'm, you know, my wife's from, from Germany, so we'll, we'll go to Europe usually every year. And I try, I mean, depending on how close, where, where we're staying, is it close to a gym? Is it really feasible for me to train every day? If it is, then cool, I'll wake up early, do my thing, just normal. Um, but if it's not, then I'll try to at least get a couple workouts in and you'd be surprised how much of a difference that makes. If you just train two days a week, you can maintain everything that you have right now for, I mean, it doesn't matter. You could be out of town for a month. And if you're just doing good, two good workouts a week, a heavy upper, a heavy lower workout a week, you're going to maintain your muscle. You're going to maintain your strength. Um, and it's going to help per- mitigate the fat gain <laughs> that's going to come if you're out of town eating a bunch of food. It definitely, uh, not working out at all, like being very sedentary and just eating a bunch of food is kind of a recipe for travel disaster, uh, and just physique disaster in general. But if you keep your training in, it gives your body, it gives your body things to do with the food other than store fat. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's how I recommend you kind of modify your week if you can't get in the gym as much as you want. And, uh, that's it for this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, hey, it's Christmas this week. If I don't see you before then, then have a great Christmas. Um, I, I hope that you get a lot of cool stuff and have a lot of great times or good times with your uh, with your family and with your friends. It's always a, a fun time of year for me. Um, so yeah. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time. Oh, one last thing before I go. Uh, head over to legionsupplements.com, L-E-G-I-O-N supplements.com, uh, because we still have our cool 
uh, Christmas deals and end of year deal stuff going. And uh, we're going to be kicking off a, a pretty cool, I'm pretty excited for it actually. We're going to be doing a, a, a transformation contest, a new year, new, yo, new, new year, new you transformation. It's going to kick off in January, similar to Shredded Summer, if you remember that. So, um, we're going to be doing a whole cool thing for that. I'm excited for it. So, uh, yeah, if you if you are interested in checking out my supplements, uh, then head on over because now you can you know save money and win cool stuff, and you know we're kind of just having fun with it. All right, uh, thanks again, and see you next time. <laughs>